Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Okay, brain lovers. Hey, it's Sunday night and it's that time again. We're discussing Are you are you guys ready to take the couch? We're discussing red flags in a relationship. Yep, yep, yep. So I know some of you are like, with everything going on in the world or in the country right now, you want to discuss that? Yes, I do. Because you know what? Life goes on and people have questions and people have things occurring in their lives, in their personal lives with their loved ones, their significant others. And, um, you know, it's just been some things happening and, um, you know, I think oftentimes when we discuss red flags in a relationship, a lot of times these red flags that people can see, I'll say some of the time, I, I don't know if it's most of the time, but some of the time these red flags are a product of the person's personality issues or personality defects. And if those defects are, if they're worse enough to meet specific criteria to then have what we call a personality disorder, we'll diagnose someone with a personality disorder. So we're going to jump right in and discuss what are some red flags in relationships, because believe it or not, people will still go down that road with someone and try to initiate a relationship and be in a serious relationship with someone who they know damn well is not ready or is presenting them with the red flags to show them that they're not ready or that they have some things that um, may be compromising the relationship as it's getting started or even during the relationship, right? Because oftentimes some of us will ignore the red flags when they're presented way in the beginning. Now, why do we ignore the red flags? Yeah, that's a good question. Why do we ignore the red flags in a relationship? Um, so this is going to be like a sort of a two-part series. Tonight I'm just sort of introducing this topic to you all so we can discuss red flags in a relationship. What are considered red flags, right? And because um, I'm trying to save some people from engaging in relationships that are going nowhere. You only have so many years on this earth and a small portion of that time, probably the last quarter. If let's say if we all live to a hundred, the last quarter, the last 25% of our lives. So ages 75 to 100, if we live that long, you're not really, I'll say well invested into your relationship, you know, uh, more than likely you're more so concerned about your health and living. And, um, but I do know some 70-something-year-olds who are in relationships and very happy and, um, you know, they're walking and talking and hugging and kissing and all of that jazz. So I'm not saying that it's every person in their 70s and 80s who aren't concerned about a relationship, but I think it's safe to say that once we get in our seventh and eighth decades that we're not concerned about relationships the way that we are early on. And so... I think that people have to know when to call it. Don't stay in when you see things are going down the wrong road or the wrong track or things don't feel right or things just seem uncomfortable. So what's a red flag? What's a red flag, Mom? What's a red flag? What's a red flag? 
Everyone should know what a red flag is. A red flag signals warning, danger, something's not right, you could get hurt, we're trying to warn you to stay away. So a red flag tells you don't proceed, stop where you are. It draws attention. It helps you identify a problem or an issue that may have to be dealt with. Okay, so you have to recognize the red flags as you're getting acquainted, as you're meeting someone and getting acquainted. So there's two different types of people who will date right. Um, It's someone who may sort of be in your circle. You may know of them. Let's say three types. So let's start with the person that you know really well. They're in your circle. You see them all the time. So you see characteristics about them and behaviors about them. So you know something about them. You know something about their background. You may even know some of the people they dated because they're in your circle and you see them a lot. So you may already know some things about them, but you may not know the little small nuances and, you know, may not know those things depending on, yeah, if you're not, if you've never been involved with that person, you won't know what they're like in a personal relationship or in an intimate relationship. So... The other type of person is someone who you know of, but you really don't see them that often. You haven't been around them like that, so you just kind of vaguely know who they are. So you definitely, definitely won't know anything about their behaviors or um, characteristics, their traits, to be able to know if red flags are in existence. And then the third type of person is someone who's super new to you. You don't know them. Maybe it's someone someone else introduced you to. Maybe it's a blind date, right? So not knowing someone could be sort of subcategorized. It's someone you may have met through someone else, so that someone else may kind of tell you some things or slip and tell you some things. Or it's someone that you've never met before that no one has introduced you to, and so they're totally new to you. And all these three different types of categories, you have to be able to recognize the red flag, a.k.a. A warning, beep, 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 a signal, a sign, something that's indicating that there is a problem, danger, or irregularity. Notice I didn't say an abnormality. I said an irregularity. So because a red flag, I wanted to say a red flag for you may not be a red flag for someone else, but to remain true to the meaning of a red flag, a red flag is a red flag. So it indicates danger for all of us. It indicates that that person does not have the qualities and the characteristics to initiate, create, and maintain a healthy relationship. So I'm not talking he's short, but I want a tall guy. That's a red flag. That's not a red flag because there's no danger in dating a short man when you really want a tall man. Or you prefer a muscular man, but he looks like Doughboy. Um, so there's, that's not a red flag. Those are just preferences, so let's not confuse the two, guys. So red flags signify that there's danger, look out, don't proceed, stop, don't pass go. That is a red flag. So people who say, well, maybe it's a red flag for you, but not for me. No, a red flag is a red flag. It means there is danger, okay? So some people will describe a red flag as a behavior that's indicative that your partner is trying or may try to gain power and control in a relationship. That's one type of thing that can occur, I suppose. 
But we're going to make it a little more simple than that. Okay. We're going to talk about some of the common red flags that could apply, could apply to a man or a woman, meaning if you're a woman and you're trying to um, date a guy or you want to initiate a relationship with a, a man, what are some red flags that you should be aware of? But these can apply to men as well. So men, if you're trying to initiate a relationship with a woman and you see these things, how should you proceed? So when you see a red flag, the bottom line here is to stop immediately. Stop ASAP. As soon as possible, stop, stop, stop. But some people continue to engage it. Some people will push it and try to force it. My mother used to tell me growing up, don't force anything. Don't force anything. Um, if it's difficult, if it's just not working out, that's telling you there's something about this situation that is not supposed to be or is not meant to be. So leave it alone. Okay. So red flags and relationships, as soon as you see it, stop immediately. However, if it's a relationship that includes some violence or domestic abuse, you stop when it's safe to do so. You may have to be strategic about it. But if you just stop in the beginning, you won't have to worry about that. Let's segue to that. So a major red flag to look out for is a person who is angry, a person who is likely to be angry, a person who's likely to become dangerous and a person who's likely to become dangerous or angry or be an abuser or someone who yells. They yell when there's a disagreement or when you do something they don't like, they immediately just, just snap. They snap on you. They yell. They may use profanity. They get indignant. They get angry. That is a freaking red flag. It's a red flag. I don't care how you twisted it is a red flag it's always a red flag don't try to convince yourself that you didn't see what you thought you saw or and don't try to find a reason to explain it away there's no reason to justify someone who's not in control of their emotions or who easily is enraged or gets angry another example of someone who's angry is let's say you go out to a restaurant and they don't cook his steak the way he likes his steak and he just goes off when the waiter starts yelling throws a plate curses this and that blah 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 that is not safe because someone who is not calm and in control is a dangerous person you want someone who's composed and control can manage their emotions and conduct themselves in a certain way. So if you see this, you have seen what you thought you saw. Don't try to explain it away because these things always become bigger and they get worse. So you have to be aware. And when you see this, this is, this is my number one right here. The number one red flag is someone who is angry all the time. Someone who maybe they're nice most of the time. And then the littlest thing causes them to go off and yell, um, that is my number one red flag that you have to absolutely pump your brakes and end the relationship ASAP right away. Someone who yells, someone who's angry. And uh, let's, let's see, let's, let's add something else to this angry category. Someone who grabs you by the arm, someone who pushes you against the wall, someone who threatens to do bodily harm to you or slap the taste out your mouth or, you know, someone who smacks you, someone who punches you, someone who, um, does anything in a way that's physically aggressive towards you. 
And even if it's indirect, like throwing something at you or causing you to fall or trip, those things are red flags, red flags right away. Again, don't try to explain it away. Don't give them an excuse. It's a red flag. Leave the relationship. And I keep keep um, pushing this because so many women and some men stay in relationships that have shown red flags of uh, a violent person, someone who doesn't control their temper well, and it leads to domestic violence. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. You'll be hearing more about this later, coming up soon. We're almost in October. Can you believe it? So along with the anger and the inability to control emotions, I'm going to add to that controlling behavior because controlling behavior is a red flag that someone may be an abuser. Uh, Controlling behavior, this is someone who tries to um, maybe create like a wedge between you and significant people in your life. They may be jealous of your relationships you have in place already and feel the need to control where you go, who you associate with, who your friends are. If you have like um, ex-boyfriends that you're really good friends with still, they may not like that. Or if they're if it's the opposite, if you're a man and you have an ex-girlfriend who you're friends with, the, the new girlfriend or the new interested party may not like that. They try to make you choose between them and other people. They want you to choose them over the people in your life already and will try to convince you that if you don't choose them, you don't love them. Or by choosing them, that that's an expression of love. This controlling behavior is a red flag. Don't do this. Don't do this, please. Men and women both do this. Women especially do this. They feel that because this person is um, trying to control them, that they really love them and they really care about them. They get it twisted. Um, This is a sign of an insecure person. So someone who's trying to control you, control your relationships, control who you hang out with, how and when and where and why, That's a red flag. So and those people can at times become abusers as well. So what I'll say in the end about the anger and ability to control emotions and the controlling behavior, they may all be signs of a potentially abusive person or abusive behavior. So it might be mild. It could be overtly obvious. It could be right there for you to see it, meaning they're cursing and yelling and screaming and saying things to you to degrade you. They're being derogatory towards you. That's a form of abuse too. Abuse comes in different forms. It can be verbal. That's the telling you you're dumb, using profanity towards you. It can be emotional. Oh, you're fat anyway. No one wants to see you in that bathing suit. I don't care what you wear. It could be psychological, which goes along with that emotional type of abuse and also physical, of course. So if you see any signs of any of this stuff, it does not get better. It does not improve. And don't think that you'll be um, the savior, that you're there to save the day. You will be a punching bag. So step out of the relationship. If you feel it's safe for you to kind of recommend to the person to see someone, then do that. You know, if you don't, (laughs) if you don't have to say it to them directly and, you know, person to person, but yeah. Get out of that relationship as soon as you can. Okay, my third red flag is, well, I'll say the second one because the controlling behavior, the anger, I kind of just included them as 
as one red flag. The second red flag is a liar. People who lie, people who tell fibs, they don't stop lying. I promise you. I promise you, promise you, any guy I've ever met who wanted to date me or was interested, who lied in the beginning about something small, it could be something that's not even that big of a deal, but they lie about it. They've lied more than once, and I've caught them. A liar is a liar, right? So if they're lying to you in the beginning of the relationship about dumbass stuff, maybe they lied and said they graduated college when they didn't, so that's like, you know, basically like misrepresenting information, you don't, you don't want to go down any relationship path with that person because to me that means they'll lie about a whole lot of stuff. Anytime you'll tell a major lie such as that to try to misrepresent and make yourself look a certain way so that you can date a person or if you think that's going to get you in bed with a person or um, for that person to be with you, it's that's a no go. A liar is a red flag. So someone from the beginning who lies, misrepresents, doesn't tell the truth. And I'll I'll add along with that non transparent people, people who are not transparent. Now, I'm in my 40s. I'm at the age now where I feel like I should not have to ask you questions to get information from you. You should just tell it. Right. You should just say what needs and should be said I shouldn't have to ask you all the specifics and I'm not talking about like if I find something out or whatever um you know or something's going on it's just simple stuff like um you know if you're out with your boo and you run into some person either the uh the female in the relationship runs into a man she used to date or the man in the relationship runs into a female he used to date and that person approaches the two of you or whatever, maybe after the interaction, you should mention, yeah, I used to date that person or we went out on a date or we were in a relationship or whatever. Don't force the person to ask. Be transparent. Be upfront about it. That's always a cool thing. Transparency is worth a whole lot. So that is my second red flag is people who lie and people who are not transparent. So what do you guys think my third red flag would be? The third red flag is a poor communicator, someone who cannot communicate. What does it mean to communicate? Communication means being a great listener, not just hearing, but also listening and processing. Okay, so someone who lacks communication finds it difficult to talk about issues or express how they feel. For some people, this is number one. Lack of communication or inability to communicate is their number one red flag that they detest. For me, it's number three. So you want people to be open and honest, but people who lack communication skills oftentimes distance themselves emotionally. They leave you hanging or they leave you to deal with the situation on your own instead of processing it together. Often whatever is communicated is expressed through, they act it out. They act out instead of using their words. Have you told your kids before, use your words. 
Use your words. Tell me what you're feeling. Just express yourself. But people who lack communication skills, they will act out. They express themselves through moodiness. And sometimes they do that dumbass stuff with the silent treatment. Oh, I'm angry. You should know why. Or um, they just present this air, this attitude of being angry and upset, and they're not talking to you. And then you have to, oh, baby, what's wrong? I, I don't know what's going on. Tell me, blah, blah, blah. No time for that. If someone is that way in the beginning and you tell them and you redirect them and they're still doing the same old crap, then I suggest you walk away because until there is an intervention and that intervention is not you, my friend, it's an outside intervention and more than likely it will have to come from a mental health professional. Until that comes, they will not change. So you'll just be wasting your time. Now, if they seem like someone who's amenable, who's willing to to work on themselves and you see them working hard and trying to do better, you tell them, hey, I don't like when you behave this way, when you give me the silent treatment or you hang up the phone in my ear when you're upset and they, they're, they're trying to do better, okay, then maybe you don't have to cut it off right away. But you'll have to continue to work with them because it's just very difficult for people to unlearn the things, their patterns of behaviors that they've had their entire life. So I've given you my three main red flags. I have a few others, but I have someone calling in, Mr. Adrian Carter, who um, wears a lot of hats besides being a educator. He is also um, a coach. So he helps people with... Um, they helps people with a lot of things like in their businesses, um, in relationships. He's written a book called Let's Get Married and Do Everything Except Make It Last, a heart-to-heart with men um, on loving and leading. So he's talking about being a man, leading and loving. He will call in and he's going to speak from the male point of view on what's considered red flags for men when interacting with women. So I've given you my main red flags and I think my red flags apply to men and women it's not necessarily very specific Um, but as we wait for him to call in I want to add something else to the red flags let's say you're in a relationship and you guys are not doing too well and you're arguing Um, by the way arguing all the time is a red flag constant arguments is another red flag because it means there's something there that's just not gelling between the two of you, that's not complimentary, you guys are not processing and communicating well, right? So constant arguments are not a good thing. Um, Some folks would like to call it disagreements, but you know when things, when something is an argument. Um, So as I was saying, let's say that you're in a relationship and you guys fuss and fight a lot and you, um, you may argue a lot, you have disagreements on a regular basis, Um, which is a red flag, by the way, as I said. And this person to control you says things like, I'm going to kill myself. So if the person says to you, I want to kill myself, or I don't want to live anymore if you leave me, or if we break up, I might just go take these pills. If they threaten to harm themselves, they threaten bodily harm to themselves, they threaten to kill themselves, they threaten to not want to live anymore, 
that is a a manipulation tactic, okay? But also, it could be someone, if you don't know their history, if you, let's say you just met them or you've been dating them a few months or maybe a year and you really don't know what's in their history, they could be someone who has a mental illness and they may have tried to kill themselves in the past. And it could be that if you continue in the relationship with them, that if things don't go well, they may attempt to harm themselves. Well, they may not. But listen, it's not your burden. It's not your burden to bear. So if someone is threatening to harm themselves to keep you in a relationship, that is an absolute red flag and you need to exit swiftly. Okay, guys, guess who's <laughs> on the line? I have the one and only Mr. and actually about to be Dr. Adrian Carter, the author of Let's Get Married and Do Everything Except Make It Last, A Heart-to-Heart with Men Unloving and Leading. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Mr. Carter. How are you? Good to be on. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're, as, as I consider myself to be an expert in a lot of things, I think that you have proven yourself as an expert as well. You've written this book, which you and I will be discussing the book at some point in time once I'm able to read it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wanted you to um, to call in and give the male's perspective on red flags in a relationship or when trying to get to know someone. And so yeah. I just want you to know, Adrian, before you give me some of your red flags, I've already spoken to the listeners about a couple. I have like two main red flags, two main ones. Um, Number one for me is someone who has an anger problem, who's emotionally unstable, finds it hard to control their emotions, and also someone who's controlling of the person they're in the relationship with. To me, that's the number one red flag. Number two is a liar or someone who's not transparent. So someone who lies from Mm. the beginning, isn't transparent from the beginning, those are my main two red flags. And then after that, I mentioned people who are poor communicators. Um, and, you know, right. when a couple is constantly arguing, I said that was a red flag. And then the last thing I mentioned is someone who threatens to harm themselves. That's a red flag. Right. Three of mine for sure. Those first three, um, you know, I talk about emotional management, um, how emotionally needy someone is, is, Watching the person manage their emotions um, because life happens is very important to take note of how are they working through their own process. You know, you hear them talking, they'll tell you a problem that's going on. Um, but do you, you know, do, do they come across as a person where the world is always ending, right? It's all, you know, so they're heightening emotions whenever something's going on. Or do you see them manage something well and they're being optimistic? Um, so that also goes over for me into communication. Um, communicating optimism, I think is or how a person the communicates or the lack thereof of communicating optimism is a, is a sign to definitely be wary of. Right. And that kind of goes back with number four, what you said about threatening your life. It doesn't have to be that drastic, but if you're dealing with someone who is everything is just a pessimistic world for them. Everything is mm-hmm. wrong. Everything mm-hmm. is bad. There's always just no hope. I mm-hmm. think that's a red flag to definitely pay attention to because you might be dealing with a person who's a half glass empty type of person instead of it being half full. Okay. I, I like those, Adrian. And I think like my red flags, your red flags. So you mentioned managing emotions 
or the inability mm-hmm. to manage emotions, communication, and being able to, you went a step further and you said the ability or inability to communicate optimism or not having optimism. Yeah. I like those. And it seems like those can be applied to men and to women, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think another one that's very important is, uh, and this, I, I, I kind of chuckle at this one, but I, it, it's very real. I think communicating that everything is a red flag is a red flag. You know, when somebody is quick to be like, oh, that's a red flag. I, whoa, 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 whoa. Can we, can we have a conversation? <laughs> I, I talked about, about that. what just happened. Yes. I talked about that in the beginning that everything's not a red flag because by, um, the, the definition red flag means danger, danger, you know, a red right. flag is something serious. So, okay. I'm sorry. I cut you off as you were saying. Yeah. So being quick to call everything a red flag though is a red flag. Um, so as you're saying, if a person, so that, so that kind of again, everything is going to all tie together. Ultimately that again is going to be reflective of, their ability to be emotionally mature or manage their emotions, right? If they're quick to call everything a red flag and you'd be like, yo, all I did was just dip my fry in your ketchup. That can't be a red flag. <laughs> that should be a red flag. Like, okay, you're going to label, if you're going to label everything a red flag, that's a red flag. So, <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, another one I think that's very important, right? And, and ultimately this goes a goes across for everybody, but uh, pay attention to a person's background, mm. their family background. And, and when they talk about how they were raised, yes. you have to be able to determine did this, what I categorize as this per did this person grow up in a survival background? Did they grow up in surviving mode or did they grow up in a loving background? Good. Yeah, that's, now, that's on my list also. It's a little later in the list, but this is good. Go ahead. Survival mode yeah. or a loving background. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that a person cannot have grown up having challenges and having a rough life or just in poverty. It, it, people have that. But the question becomes, in their conversation, again, going back to their communication of optimism, how do they communicate about it? How do you see that their story has this arch of overcoming, right? Oh yeah. You know, I grew up in this kind of situation. Um, I watched this happen with my parents. Um, I experienced a death happen. You know, we were, we were, we, we lost family or we were impoverished or that there were these things that may have happened that were very unfortunate, mm-hmm. but do you see the person still, still acting out? you know, still trying to figure life out or are they able to say, well, you know, or do they have a story of optimism where we've overcome or, yeah, you know, that happened, but you know, that's fine. And again, if you see, because if a person grew up surviving and they're always in survival mode and they're not operating out of a more loving, grateful style of living, then you have to be careful right? That may not be an immediate red flag, something that you may see that, but that's something to watch over the course of time and to keep your eye on because that would definitely impact the, 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 the nature of your relationship, right? Why does the person even want to be with you? Do you have something that they're able to latch onto and suck you dry from? Because if they're used to being in a survival situation, then being with you will also mean that they're surviving off of you. 
I love that. I like how you just broke that down and described that. And that is important. Those dynamics from how someone was raised, what their household was like. So that's a good segue into um, the family and friends category, right? Discussing, and you pretty much just covered a, a lot of that. You know, how were things for them when they were growing up? And you took it a step further um, and described if they grew up in that household that felt to them like they were just trying to survive or if they were in a very loving, um, a loving family. So, yeah. Now, what do you think about um, dating someone and your family and friends don't like them? Do you consider that a red flag? If you're, let's say you're dating a young lady and your mom doesn't like her, your dad is like, there's something about her. Your friends are like, yo, where'd you find this chick? Is that a red flag for you that most of your family and friends, who I'm sure are reasonable people because you're a reasonable person? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Um, And so listen, I, you know, uh, without complicating life too much, at least in this particular topic of the conversation. If everybody don't like them, and these are supposed to be the people who you love and trust and you grew up with and they know you, yeah, something got to be on. You, you, you can't be on the, well, I, it's me and we Bonnie and Clyde. It's me against the world, and we going to ride, baby. We J and Because you've, you've seen that, oh, okay. huh? I've, I've seen that a lot in relationships where they're like, no one likes him, but I love him, and this is, you know, they need to respect my decision. Yeah. So what I think is the best approach or one approach to take, have the conversation with these people. What are you seeing mom, dad, that you don't like? Sometimes the dislike can be based on a misperception. Okay. It could be based on, you know, just their gut feeling. Mm -hmm. And, and while that is to be respected, have, having the conversation can, can clear some of that up because, and it's a two way street. They may give you something to think about. Oh, wow. Okay. I never thought that way or I didn't see that. Um, I'll be very honest. I had a situation like that. Actually. Oh, wow. I had a situation like that. My, I was dating someone and my father had some words to say, and he, we were going back and forth. And I was like, man, dad, just say what you're trying to say. And my dad, my father's a pastor. He speaks in parables. Um, <laughs> you ask him to pass the salt. You know, he's going to ask you to pass the salt, and it's a parable. You know, shall a man eat without food being tasty? And he'd be like, okay, dad, pass the salt. That's, you know, he just can't say pass the salt. So <laughs> my father's speaking all these parables. and But his, his feedback to me was, son, um, God has given you a lot, and you are like a bank. And you have to make sure that people come to deposit and not withdraw. Mm. And that was his way of telling me the conversation was about the young lady I was dating, but that was his way of saying to me, Hey bro, she, she a taker. <laughs> She's a taker. Um, so you how, be how, did, how did he see that? in that young lady that she was a taker, what kind of, you know, what was happening? What, did you, were you telling him that you were giving her money to pay bills? Did it always seem like you were, you know, uh, just we, spoiling we, her with gifts? We never, yeah, we never had um, that. We never actually did have that conversation. But I took it under advice. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't at least going back to the original example that you, that you mentioned. You know, I didn't have 
four, five, six people in my circle saying, Hey, this is, what are you doing, bro? Uh, this was just directly coming from my father. So at, so I took it under advice, right? Because I, I'm going to take what my father says under advice. And your father, and, and listen, your father's not just a father. He's a pastor. <laughs> right. 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 So there may be some divine, some divine intervention there. I, I absolutely believe that too. And, and so I didn't really get into uh, going back and forth with him about it. I took, I took it under advice, but the point remains the same though. If you have people telling you who you care about, then do just that. Take it under advice. You, you, I, I don't, I don't think, I think the red flag is if you don't take it under advice, you the red flag at that point. Well, how long did you date her after your father told you that she's just, she's a taker basically? Um, probably, probably, probably another six months. And so during that six months, was that, was that accurate? Was your father spot on? Was she a taker? I, I, I do think she was. Mm. I think she was. Yeah, I think she was. And I, and I don't mean that in the, in the most horrible of ways, right. And, um, and as in a way that is an indictment, um, I think sometimes people are, they, they look to, they look to take more than they look to give because they want that, that nourishment right. or that emotional yeah. appeal to them. Yeah. And so they want someone to pour into them mm-hmm. more so than they're willing to pour back. And so I, I, and I better, I more accurately saw that over a period of time. And then for me too, as a spiritual person praying and saying, okay, God, you know, and after a while, you know, we all know the truth who we shouldn't really be with or how, you know, what we should be doing, you know, deep inside. Did you feel like you were pushing, you were trying to force something to happen? I talked about that earlier, forcing a relationship to happen. It should not be forced. It should just kind of, it should just happen. Did you feel like you were forcing it? No, at that point, I think I was just, I was just waiting to see how it progressed. Uh Yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a force at that time. Um, but again, it was taken under advice. So in moving forward with this person, I always had that file open, right, on the desk to keep in mind as I was moving forward. Okay, okay. So, yes, guys, family and friends telling you they don't like your new boyfriend or girlfriend or the person you're dating, that should be considered a red flag. So as Adrian mentioned, have a conversation with them. Don't just shut them down because you lust after the person or you like the person or you're attracted to them or the sex is good. If you've already engaged sexually, have a conversation and discuss what is it about them that turns them off. These things, these two might be comical, but I think they're noteworthy, right? If if you wake up and you find her staring at you, okay. (laughs) What you doing? What you doing, love? <laughs> um, what's going on? <laughs> it, it, it might feel cute at first, but by the second or third time, I'm going to need to know what's going on. Um, I'm not sleeping over no more. So, um, and, and I, listen, I might be wrong for saying this. It, this might be more personal than anything, but if she wears too much makeup, what you hiding? Okay, but we're going to, so, so, so that's one of those things, Adrian, I said is not a red flag, but more of a preference. 
Because some guys <laughs> love a face full of makeup. They like when a lady's wearing a mask and they can just peel it off. You do know? they? <laughs> some, some men like that. I mean, clearly, or these women wouldn't do it. They're doing it for right. someone. But I mean, but you, are, but, you, but you are correct, though. It, it, it really is not a red flag. That's why I said it's, it's more comical. Than right, right. Uh, you know, um, but I want to know what, what you what you hiding from. Like, you, the FBI looking for you? Who, <laughs> who are you trying to get away but, from? But so, you know what? I could see how that could be considered semi-sort of red flag. If we go deep with it, you know, if we're talking like body dysmorphic disorder, um, people who just don't like wearing their own hair ever, don't like showing their face ever, has had plastic surgery more than a time or two, you know? So maybe if that's coupled with other things, that may actually be a red flag. It may be something significant. So your point is taken. Well, you know, I have, I, I have experienced someone who I thought was a gorgeous young lady, and but a lot of her conversations a, lot, a number of times was, she has to get plastic surgery. This isn't right with her. That's not right with her. And I'm saying, you show some, you're, you're fine. And, and I, okay, cool. You want to enhance something? You want to, yeah, but oh, but it's, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do that to me. That became a little overwhelming. Okay. That did become a little overwhelming. That, it, for me, that was cause for concern. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, that I would say is definitely a red flag. Okay. Those are what I thought about that I, that I think are important for us to, to look at the communication, the emotional um, management, surviving or loving background, communicating optimism, um, not being quick to call something a red flag, right? Because it goes back to what you said, preference versus, versus something that's a real red flag um, and keeping that in mind. And um, if she wakes up staring at you, um, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I I like those. I think um, you pretty much echoed a lot of what I was saying earlier about, um, you know, the anger, the controlling person, the liar, the non-transparent person, the poor communicator, the person who's threatened to harm themselves, you know, to manipulate the situation, family, friends not liking your significant other or your new interest, love interest. And let's add one more, Adrian, lack of trust. Mm. Lack of trust, right? What do you, how do you see that playing out? So, when you like, talk about it as a red flag. So, someone who is not honest with themselves, someone who um, is sort of living a lie just between mm-hmm. themselves, just, you know, nothing to do with anyone else, but someone who can't admit or hold themselves accountable for their actions. You know, they lack integrity, they lack respect for their, their partner. Um, so I think someone who's not, who doesn't hold themselves accountable for circumstances, you know, if you go to someone and you say, Hey, I noticed this or that is going on. I think something needs to change or whatever. And they're defensive. No, I'm not doing that. I don't do that. I, I, you know, so I think that's a red flag. Someone who's always claiming that it's not their fault. They haven't done anything. They don't need to change. Um, right. I'll add to that by saying, Mm -hmm. no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to add to that because I I totally agree with you. Uh, When you said trust and I asked you to expound, I went to accountability as well. Yes. When, when I mentioned earlier talking about what's their story of their background, surviving or loving sometimes in that, in those stories that you learn it about someone, 
you begin to hear a pattern of how everything was not their fault. Nothing was ever their fault, right? right? They were always the victim in the situation. And I think when a person has, has a, a storyline of victimhood, mm-hmm. which is another way to be, to say, to simply say not being accountable for their life. That is, that is definitely a red flag because what's going to end up happening in the long run with that person in the relationship with you is who do you think is going to be held accountable for, for what happens in the relationship? You're going to be held accountable and the other person Bingo. is never going to accept any accountability. Bingo. So that's definitely, uh, that's definitely important. And again, it becomes traced through listening to their story. And again, connect back to that communication about optimism because that optimistic communication life goals, where they're going, what they want out of life, seeing that upbeat, uh, that happy person is going to also be an accountable person. So when you hear about the background, you're going to be able to, oh yeah, that was my fault. Oh, I know what I was doing. I, I messed that up. Oh, okay. You accepting some accountability within your life. I like that. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. All right, guys, you heard it from Adrian Carter and me. We talked about red flags and relationships Adrian, before you get out of here, do you have a funny story or scenario with someone um, that you were dating or interested in and that included red flags? Something, you know, I don't, I hate using the word crazy, but something that was like kind of cray cray and just like sort of out there. Do you have any examples? I don't know if I could, if any that's, um, oh, what is this a G rated show? How, what, what's the rated on oh, the show? Hold on, let me uh, tell this caller to hold. Hello, Brain Love. Hi, I saw your post on Twitter. Oh, cool. Can you hold on a second? Sure. Don't hang up. Sorry about that, Adrian. Mm-hmm. The mind's just been ringing tonight with these red flag stories. So go on. You were saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I went on a date one time, and actually, it actually wasn't a date. I went to go visit someone, right? I was like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. You know, I'm going to swing through. So I go by, and she gets in the car, and she's like, hey, I want to go get something to eat. And I was like, uh, okay, I didn't come to get something to eat. So. Again, this wasn't a date. This was me coming by. She wants to go get something to eat. <laughs> so, I like this story. I like this. <laughs> so we go to the rest. We go to a spot. She was like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. No problem. Okay. So cool. We grab something to eat. Now, the question is, are we grabbing something to eat or is this a date? Right? Because now we're going to talk about it's going to lead into who's going to pay for what. Mm. So, so we... We're there, and um, I, had, I had some cash on me, right? Because, again, I didn't come to go on a date. Right. So we, we eat, and let me tell you, she is there a drink called a mule or something yes, like that? Yes, yeah, it's a ginger mule, right? I think. Yeah, she ordered like three of those, right? I don't know, things oh. like $15 a pop. Yeah, she just kept on drinking meals, and then next thing you know, she ordered food to bring home to her mom. Oh, and, so, 
<laughs> so I'm <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you were about right. to I get mean, tuck. You doing you. You were about to get tuck. <laughs> right. So um so the check came. Um I'm looking at the check, she looking at the check, I'm looking at the check, she looking at the check. I ain't reach for the check, like I ain't just gonna grab this check like that. So I said to her, I said, look, I got $25. And I pulled out my wallet, took the cash out, I gave her the $25. So she was like, okay. So she took the $25 and then she covered the rest of the meal. And she, and I, and she says to me after, she says, she looks at me and she was like, you did good. She looks at me and tells me I did good. What does that mean? Wow. What does that mean? So what she, Let me tell you what that means. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> what, what that means is you ain't let me take advantage of you. That's what you ain't let you ain't get took. Right. I was about to take yeah, you. I was That's what that means. That. Like, yeah. You did. You you did good. Yeah. She knew, I said, she, knew man. she should have paid for her mama's food. You know, she should have paid for her mom's food. You guys were you're not in a relationship. You just were just wanted to say what's up to her, and then she wanted to go get food. So, you know. Um, Yes. And actually, I would have oh. just offered to pay for my own food and, and drink. But that's a funny story. <laughs> I, I Listen, red flag. Yeah. I, we ain't go out again after that. You ain't going to get, you ain't going to tell me I did good. That means you knew this was a setup. <laughs> you knew what you was doing. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> did she, so did she invite you out after that? No. No, I kind of, I kind of. I kind of um, slid out the back door, you know. Right. It was raining a lot. It was a hurricane season. Whatever I had. A, it was tornadoes coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't really get out the house right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that story. Yeah. And thank you for having me on. This was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Oh, yes. And I can't wait to read your book so we can discuss. I'll make some uh, some notes and we'll discuss whew, everything in, in your book about men and leadership and love and relationships. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But um, people's reaction to it has been phenomenal. Um, I thought women were going to be mad with me, to be honest with you. They haven't been. Uh, <laughs> they've okay. actually been very supportive. They, they, their feedback has been that it was good to see a male being this transparent and vulnerable Perfect. and, and, and open about my perspective and the so and, and other males perspective from a social, from a social construct, um, you know, viewpoint. Right. So I, I look forward to talking to you about it. I think um, your background and your professionalism would, and your profession would, would be um, the perfect person to have this conversation with. So I'm looking forward to that. All righty then. And on that note, thank you, Mr. Carter. Thank you. All right. Look forward to hearing from you. Say brain, All right. say brain love. Brain love. <laughs> I need you to say it with a little bit more energy. <laughs> how, how you want me to say it? Like, like, Thank y'all for tuning in to Brain Love. Like, no, just say Brain Love. Brain Love. Okay, perfect. Talk soon. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, so that is another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. 
talking about red flags and relationships. So I hope you guys learned a little something, something. And again, thank you to my guest, Adrian Carter, which you guys will hear from a little later after I read his book for us to, to discuss. And um, this week will be a pretty good week coming up. Um, let's see, Tuesday night, I'm doing a live discussion discussing sexual predators with doctors Latasha and uh, Dr. Thelma. And um, Wednesday night, of course, is another episode of Miami Legacy Magazine. So, oh, Lord, my voice is awful. But Miami Legacy Magazine's Soul Edition. It is a show about everything that is black and beautiful and melanated. So I hope to see some of you on Facebook or on YouTube watching Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm one of the co-hosts. The host, of course, is the beautiful Nikki Gellin. And, um, and she has four beautiful and one handsome, well, three beautiful and one handsome co-hosts. So we're talking everything fashion, mental health and wellness and relationships, arts and culture, and food and libation. So anyhow, thank you for joining me for another Sunday night, y'all. I look forward to this every week to sit on the couch and just review some things in the realm of mental wellness. Let's end the stigma, you guys, of mental illness in all communities and especially in the black community. Brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe, reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs, know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations, limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership, own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. Mm-hmm.